Right, well, it's day one across 2018, and uh, what mid-afternoon, I'm delighted to be joined by Stuart Simons. Stuart, thank you very much indeed for your time here, uh, day one of the show. You're such a lovely, bubbly character. Before I've even pressed the record uh, <laughs> mic, I'm assuming that you're having a, or having had a good day. I've you? had an amazing day. I can't believe the... The, uh, the amount of people that are here, the, they're all so excited to be here. There's so much going on. Um, it's a little bit awe-inspiring. It's amazing. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, and you're covered in dog hair, I know. you're very much in the grooming side of things, aren't you? Yes. I love grooming. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never believe it, would but you? But just how important is it? And that's what I would love to talk to you about, because I think people will buy dogs, they'll get a puppy, and food is obviously important to them. But yeah grooming so so important as well absolutely and I think that at the moment there's so much in the media about getting new dogs and rescuing dogs that the one thing that I think is missed is the grooming needs of, the, of these dogs and so there's I'm, I'm out there basically now to try and educate the public and say that there's so much to take into consideration when you're talking about skin and coat for a dog yeah. and that all depends on the type of breed you get whether it molts how much hair it loses how much you know there's just so much that grooming does for the dog and home grooming is so important and that's why I'm here basically but why is it so important can you tell people you know, medically and, and everything else why, why it is so important yeah, well, first of all first of all home grooming gives a really lovely connection between owner and pet owner and pet so the, the, um, the connection you get personally with your pet is amazing that's the first thing so you get a much closer connection secondly the the clearer the dog's coat is, the more um, active that dog can be. So if a dog comes in, say for example at the moment we've got cockapoos that are really, really popular, but if you don't groom them regularly they're going to get knots and mats. So if you start to get really serious knots and mats in that cockapoo coat, then it starts to um, interact with the rest of the body. So as the dog walks, it'll pull certain parts of the skin. And so that dog needs to be brushed out. So anything with a poodle coat needs brushing every yeah. single day without fail. But then all, on the other hand, you'll have, I don't know, um, a Labrador and they shed. So if you're living in a house with lots of central eating and it's middle of the winter, that dog's going to drop its coat much more. So you need to use tools to get that... Um, coat to sort of go through its cycle a bit quicker and help yeah, the dog out so that so. it can understand how to regulate its temperature and that's kind of why I'm here with Ferminator as well because Ferminator really helps with the tools that they use for that type of coat. Yeah it certainly does doesn't it and mm. will people be aware when they purchase a dog they get a dog from a short breeder or from a rescue home or something like that just how much grooming a dog will actually require? Well, that's the problem at the moment it's really really ignored if you watch um, quite a lot of the TV shows and like I was saying before with the media they took they concentrate on the dog itself they never really mention the amount of time and the amount of money it will cost for grooming if you get a, for example a standard poodle in my salon that would come need to come in every three weeks for a wash and brush and every three weeks for a haircut so you're looking at about 150 odd pounds every six yeah. weeks for that coat to be managed plus with home grooming you need to get a kit obviously from Ferminator um, or, you know, a slicker brush, uh, deed matting tools. There's an awful lot of equipment that needs to be bought. So people need to really consider the breeds that they're getting for how they live. Yeah. There are a lot of Ferminator grooming tools out there. there you are. sometimes don't know quite where to start. And typically, and I know that it will vary, Stuart, from breed to breed, how long does grooming take? Are some people neglecting their dogs because they feel it takes too long time-wise? Well, people don't understand the importance of grooming initially, and they don't realise, because grooming is an unregulated industry, which a lot of people don't realise, that they don't necessarily 
think that it's a skilled profession. So a lot of, I mean, you'll hear a lot of people say that groomers are just play with dogs all day, but actually it's a very, very skilled profession. It's very hard. A sharp pair of scissors and a wriggly dog don't necessarily go together. So my advice would be to go to the groomer spotlight, which is what I run, um, and you can put your postcode and it'll come up with a reg, uh, registered, professionally qualified groomer. And all those people will use the specific tools for the specific breed, and that's where Ferminator come in. And that's why Ferminator and the Groomer Spotlight marry so well together. It's, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would be aware. Some people, like you say, money-wise, they might try and take on the grooming themselves, which is great if they can do something like that. Yeah, but, but it is just realising from yourself and whoever absolutely. the importance of And grooming. I think we should work hand in hand. Absolutely, yeah. everyone should groom at home. But a good... Reg uh, registered qualified groomers should be able to advise a new owner on exactly what they need to do. So I would personally make friends with your local professional groomer, ask for some advice and say how regularly their dogs should be in a professional grooming salon. But in the meantime, go to Ferminator, buy the tools that you need to do the job at home so that everyone's doing their part to make that dog comfortable and secure in his own home. And don't forget, Ferminator reduces the shedding in your home by 90%, which is pretty unbelievable. It's yeah. an amazing statistic. And actually, we were talking earlier about other statistics. And we found out, going back to your point earlier, that um, in a survey where we asked 200 people uh, if grooming had been a consideration when they were buying their puppy or getting their puppy from rescue, less than 1% said... That it wasn't was it one? No, less, less than one in ten, I think wow. it was. Didn't even think about it. And I personally cannot believe it because during the course of a dog's life, you're going to see me more than you're going to see the vet as long as everything's right. Yeah. And so, therefore, you need to have a good relationship with the groomer, find the one that you trust, and you know, look for things in group, the grooming parlour, look for a connection, and find someone that you really like. How can you and others continue to spread the word with regards to grooming and, and just how important okay you're doing it here at Cross but from, from here on what's what's the ways that you're going to try to do that and just well, emphasise how important the grooming well, is well I've sort of make it, made it sort of my life's work to do this <laughs> this is like my thing because it's like I said it was an unregulated uh, industry and for me uh, I take I did my qualifications I found them hard education wasn't necessarily natural for me to do so I had to work really hard to get my qualification and so I find it's slightly annoying when someone just opens around the corner from my salon yeah. with absolutely no experience in grooming dogs and then dogs are getting hurt so I personally would try to um, encourage groomers without a qualification to get their qualifications and to join the groomer spotlight which as I said is a uh, is a, um, an online register for qualified groomers so you would put your postcode in and someone would come up in your area they would um, to be on that site they have to have a full qualification so if the public know that that's there hopefully when they're looking for a groomer they'll go to the groomer spotlight and they'll be able to trust every groomer on Perfect. there great way for doing it so that's the best place to find them if you want to find out about the, the groomer spotlight Absolutely. go and do that um, yourself a dog owner dog four I've got four, four. dogs yeah and <laughs> typical question I'm assuming that they're the best groomed dogs oh that you God, could no. ever expect no seriously not <laughs> well I try but I'm so busy grooming other people's dogs that sometimes mine are a little bit no, no they seriously I try my absolute best I mean they're very famous That's in my town because they always look <laughs> they do look lovely I've got a Bichon uh, Bichon Freeze a Bichon Shih Tzu a Bichon Maltese and a standard poodle so and they're all white so they need a lot of grooming so I mean they can look tatty after about two weeks and I suppose again though that you could use them it would seem as they are second best neglected dogs <laughs> it would seem that you can use them as like student 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes and no. Absolutely. Well, whenever a new newly qualified groomer comes to work in my salon, um, they'll they'll definitely certainly get to practice on my dogs. Because I would say, for me, anything with a curly coat is the hardest to groom. Excellent stuff. Well, well done, Stu, for highlighting the importance of grooming. Thanks for being so bubbly. It's always nice to chat to someone with a microphone, (laughs) and you being as bubbly as you are makes it a real pleasure to do an interview. So, well done. Great to see you at Crofts. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Cheers, Stuart. Bye.